2: We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail, along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Hebert, and Charlie Long in studio. One of the things that just broke minutes ago, but the Seattle Seahawks and Pro Bowl quarterback Geno Smith, they are finalizing a new multi-year contract. And this is being reported by Tom Pelissero and also Ian Rappaport, um, Geno, who was He's 32 now, would have become a free agent. Instead, it looks now where well, he'll stay in Seattle, where he was the NFL comeback player of the year last season. Now, how coincidental is that? That all this time, no deal done, Derek Carr gets a deal done, Geno Smith gets a deal done?
3: Well, it's just uh, the snowball effect. You know, as uh, the snowball's going downhill and it gets bigger and bigger, now you're going to see things. Uh, I think what happened with Derek Carr, you're going to see more deals uh, coming to fruition, like you just saw uh, with, uh, with Geno Smith.
2: And don't be surprised if the Giants don't try to cut a deal with Daniel Jones.
3: Yes. and uh,
2: So they can try to secure a Saquon Barkley, boy, boy, too. But,
3: but, 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 but uh, yeah, who are you going to franchise tag if that, that um, listen. They're a franchise one or the other.
2: Well, it'll be the quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not going to do it with, Saquon.
3: Yeah. So, uh, but, but when you look at, like, I mean, I don't know. Is it, I mean, is he because he's playing with the Giants in New York? He's not because, working for 40000000 million. No,
2: and he's got one hell of a coach in Brian Dable too. No, no, the, the coach. <laughs> that, and that does the coach. matter.
3: No, no, the, the one thing I, I could tell you, uh, Mike, uh, as good as uh, the perception in the season he had last year, he can't hold Derek Carr's job. Now, he can run better than Derek Carr you know, running and extend plays at all. But as far as a passer, he's not on Derek Carr's level. I mean— uh, I agree with you there. Uh, no, that, that, that's why— if
2: The Giants are going to pay him 40. No, God bless him. No, I
3: you think know. it might be because it's New York or uh, whatever, but— um, And what
2: are the other options? Yeah,
3: so what are you going to do? What are yeah. the other yeah. options?
2: We're going to go back to our Oakland Hardjula's talking Text Line. We're going to go to Big John in Mid-City. Big John, you're in the huddle with Bobby and Mike and Charlie.
4: Well, good afternoon, gentlemen, and good afternoon to you all in the land. You know that I was uh, in favor of bringing in Derek Carr from the get-go. And now that uh, the deal is sealed, I am totally and completely on Team Bobby. Sorry, Deuce, but I think the Saints are now in the top five of the NFC. And and the reasons I give are as follows. Uh, number one, uh, Derek Carr is coming from one of the most dysfunctional franchises with one of the most dysfunctional owners in all the league. And he's coming to one of the most stable franchises. That is
3: true. That is true. Okay.
4: Second of all, uh, Derek Carr has had to endure what? Five offensive coordinators in the past six or seven years and and head coaches that have been almost as dysfunctional as, as the ownership in, in Las Vegas. Um, you know, now he's coming to a coaching staff that I think – I think is in, you know, redemption mode because they, they're feeling the hot seat after all that happened last year and, right. and fans like myself were critiquing them. You know, this is Dennis Allen's chance at uh, vindication in some ways because, after all, he's the one that brought Derek Carr into Las Vegas in the first place well, well, and drafted well, him before he was it, let go.
3: Big John, that's a great point you make, and, and that's why the Saints were so attractive. I know as a player, who are you familiar with? Who you comfortable with? Who you think you can excel as you go forward throughout your career? Okay, let me tell you, Derek his people, you know what makes a difference that I've been there? Uh, it does make a difference. You play all your home games in a dome stadium.
2: And nine uh, a year uh, because you uh, uh, in Atlanta.
3: Right, right, right. right. So, so I'm like saying, okay, what? I get to play in a dome stadium. I can tell you right now, I played, if I look back, I played in the Silver Dome. It ain't there no more. They blew it up in Detroit. And the only outdoor stadium I played was in Oakland in the spring and the Summer East Bay. What? It was like you couldn't yet you to force yourself to sweat. It wasn't even <laughs> hot uh, on the, the, the wind blowing o- over the bay. And it was you know it was never no inclement weather at that time. Now it could it could have been, but I never was part of that. Then I was with the Saints. Uh, I played in a dome. I was in Atlanta, played in a dome. I'm telling you as a quarterback, you welcome that. So that was one thing the Saints had going for him. Bringing in Derek Carr, uh, playing in a dome stadium, and then you know the one thing now, uh, Big John, and also uh, that when they talk into Derek Carr, they can say, you know what? We've always invested in offensive linemen to protect you. This is not an opinion. This would actually happen. Now you might say that you picked the right player, or was, or, or, or uh, but at least you were trying. The Saints have invested into four former first rounders and a second rounder up front. So and you talking. gave up a first to
2: get the second.
3: Right. So you think about all with how would they invest in the offensive line to help the quarterback and all that. So I think that attracted uh, Derek Carr. And then also uh, the path to the playoffs. You look at the NFC, the NFC South. What division more, AFC, NFC, Would division more than the NFC South, your path to the playoffs is more promising? Now, I don't know what Atlanta's going to do. Carolina or Tampa Bay, but right now, so I think that attracted uh, Derek Carr, and then you are also playing for uh, with a team with a strong defense. We got a top yeah, ten defense. Little... Well, we got a top yeah. ten defense, Big John. Hey, look, uh, Derek Carr never played for a team with a top twenty defense, so yeah. that's that's why I'm yeah. like it was almost a slam dunk, and he got the money to come to the Saints. Well, yeah, not but not, not yeah, but hell yeah. I don't want to complain oh, yeah. for the Saints.
4: Now, here's and that handles the Derek Carr situation from Derek Carr's standpoint, but from the Saints' standpoint, what you have is an experienced and proven quarterback in the fold, who, by the way, has an eerie similarity to Drew Brees in the sense that he made the playoffs the year before he didn't make the playoffs this year. That's just a, maybe a coincidence, but I kind of like that. Right. But the main thing here is this is that suddenly you have a great deal more latitude in the draft. Because while you certainly want to be able to draft a quarterback, and I know, Mike, you say that quite a bit, and I agree with you, you always want to be able to draft a quarterback and bring one in. You don't have to take a risk on a high pick now. You can bring in someone, like you said, who can become trade bait if he develops into something good. Because I can tell you that the, the, the 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL right now not all 32 of them going into the season are going to be starting on day one. Now, just think John, of this, yeah. Big
2: John. Just think of this from the start of last year till today, you'll have four new starting quarterbacks in the NFC South. Mariota oh, yeah. started in Atlanta. Eh. Tom Brady started in Tampa. Eh. Eh. Baker Mayfield started in Carolina. No. Eh. Winston started with the Saints. Four no. new starters. In the NFC, so. no.
3: It, it, when you look at it, it, it it's always whatever you do for him lately. Now, right quick, Big John, put, put Big John uh, back on. Uh, uh, I'm here. uh okay, Big John. Okay, I want because you represent the that Nation, a lot of the fans. If Michael Thomas is willing to work with the Saints' restructured deal, I mean, uh, to me, you cannot say, "Oh, Michael Thomas, I'm tired of him. He got to go." No, I would want Michael Thomas with Derek Carr. Because I think he made Chris Olave better.
2: I think Derek Carr wants Michael Thomas.
4: <laughs> I think Derek Carr wants – you're right. Derek Carr wants Michael Thomas. This that fan wants Michael Thomas, and Chris Olave wants Michael Thomas. And if Michael Thomas stays healthy, and that's a big if now. Yeah, that's if the healthy, if. You're looking at the black and gold as the 2023 division champion the NFC South.
2: Thank you, Big John. We appreciate the call. We'll come back with you here on Sports Talk. Charlie Long has the numbers for Geno Smith right when we get back here on this commercial break, back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone
1: 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month. with Eligible trade-in when you switch.
2: Back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870, Mike, to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, Charlie, I don't know what the numbers you have, but it uh, looks as though Geno Smith has just finalized the deal. Three years, $105 million. That's and, what I got. And he's going to get $52 million in a year. Once again, that.
3: about 35 per year. Yes, yeah, it,
2: it, it's an easy ad, $35 million well, that's per. that's the market. So that's, that's what you're looking at.
3: I mean, Mike, that's the market because you talk about uh, – Look, even uh, the salary cap continues to rise. That's why when you look at Aaron Rodgers' number, we are like, what, $50 million? I was like, well, okay, but it's Aaron Rodgers. That's why you look at Derek Carr, $37.5 million. Kirk Cousins, $35 million, Jerry Goff, $33.5 million. Ryan Tannehill, right at $30 million. Okay, no, and Gino's
2: thirty five. No, it's it, Because, into the because his
3: Contracts up right now, and it's just the market. That's why when you always say, Dak Prescott, well, we're paying the cowgirls, they're paying them forty million. What the hell Dak Prescott <laughs> Prescott has won for the cowgirls? Nothing. We but you know, a,
2: but it's just supplying the men. We in our segment of talking money. And right now, we're going to go to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line. The legendary Tim Brando from Fox Sports. Timmy, thanks so much. Listen, I don't know if you're going to make $52 million a year like uh, what Gino is, but you're in pretty good company there. Man, $52 million in in Louisiana? Oh, my God.
3: Uh.
5: God, if I just if I just worked a little harder on on, <laughs> on my athletic prowess as opposed to my broadcasting prowess as a child, what a difference it might have made, huh? Goodness yeah. gracious,
2: Timmy, um, your your thoughts on on the Derek Carr situation signing up with the Saints?
5: Well, I like it. I like it a lot, and the reason I like it a lot is because I think Derek Carr has been uh, in the AFC going up against some of the best quarterbacks, really in the. In the world, they're all, it's stacked. You know, the AFC side is stacked with great quarterback play and the NFC is not. And, and to me, uh, getting out of, uh, of Oakland for him, uh, will enable him to have a much better chance. And I can't think of really a better spot for him to be than in new Orleans because, um, well, quite frankly, I, I don't think either, uh, Dolphin or, 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 Jameis are the answer. And, uh, the offense has still got weaponry. It's not that it doesn't have uh weapons, it does. Now they gotta stay healthier. They they gotta do a better job of staying on the field. We saw that, you know, ad nauseum through the course of, of last season and even more so uh in Sean's last year. Uh and yet uh they stayed in the hunt for a while because the defense was was as good as it was. Now they all made right. mistakes and so we, we know how penalty prone New Orleans was a year ago you know, I stopped doing the preseason games, uh, Bobby, about 10 years ago, uh, maybe a little longer, maybe 11. I think 13 was my last year. Stinchcomb's first year doing the preseason games was my my last year doing them. But I, I, I remain uh, someone that's, that's following the Saints very closely, and I care about the organization. I always have. You know, I started as a cub reporter there at uh, 1280 WGSO on Canal Street, and I went to Vero Beach in the 70s when – Snake Stabler came in when Baum was there, and I was even there before that, okay, when Scram was, was coaching. So, you know, I go that far back with the organization. Even though it struggled uh, last year, I, I still think it's very, very close. You know, it's a fine line yep. uh, between being a successful organization currently in the NFL versus not. And I don't think the slippage has been that bad for the Saints. I really don't. Well, well uh, An addition like Carr, in my mind, it's going to make all the difference if, if they can keep him upright And, uh, and he gets enough of those wide receivers to stay on the field for it.
3: You know, Tim, it's not much different. Like you said, the parody, like whether you're seven and 10 or uh, 10 and seven, I can remember the year I held out in 1990. Uh, you had, uh, uh, Steve Walsh and John Forcade, and they were eight and eight type team. And Ricky mm-hmm. said, uh, yeah, that, uh, Bobby, if you hear, uh, we definitely get into double digits. of uh, uh, we're like an 11 and five, maybe a 12 and four type team uh, versus eight mm-hmm. and eight, and I think uh, you know when you look at Derek Carr versus Andy Dalton, instead of seven and ten, I- I'd be disappointed right now. not one paper. I don't know what the re- uh, the rest of the NFC South is going to do. That if they're mm-hmm. not may- maybe ten and seven, and, can- and that he'd be the difference in like uh, three or four more wins. Absolutely,
5: yeah, and and that's why he's worth what he's getting. I don't begrudge any of these guys what they make. I mean, when you see what, what's coming after them on a regular basis and the risk-reward factor that comes into play in the NFL, you'll never hear me complain about guys getting this or that kind of money. I don't particularly care for talking about it, even though now in the college game – Yeah, they're I getting to, it too. No, you got million-dollar college players. Game, I may I may have to start saying, well, instead of – you can't say he's a senior – He's a five year guy, and you know what? He's making two million per. Right, I think I'd right. stay in college one more year if he gets a, <laughs> if he gets a, a year for an injury and he can be a six year senior. Go ahead on. <laughs> right, right. No, yeah, just Timmy, it we,
2: we saw it this year, um, yep. the dramatic drop of juniors or would have been considered juniors because that COVID year always is going to kind of skew things until we get out of that. Yep. But it was like in the 115, 120 range. It was in the 80s this year. So that, that's a big drop. And I think a lot of it has to do with the name, image, likeness, and, and the money that they're involved with in the college game.
5: Yeah, why, why would you go out if if at this stage, if your if your draft prospects aren't really where you want them to be, and maybe they're and some of these guys look they're they're already surveying the landscape when they're, you know, freshmen and sophomores wondering about okay if I can get this done where might I land, and um, and frankly if you're going to make uh, you know a a nil deal worth uh, seven figures then you really should pause and, and think about the college experience and what, how much fun it can be and enjoy life a little bit longer. I don't think I need to tell Bobby or anybody else, <laughs> when did you have the most fun playing football? It was in college. I mean, it was. Uh, everything changes when it becomes a business. Uh, the locker room changes. The, uh, the attitudes of the people around you change. So uh, if you can stay for another yeah, that's one of the reasons I keep telling college football fans that are my age and older you know, oh God, it's not the same. Oh, We mean it's not the same. It's better for the player. It's better. That's the only thing that's different. Yeah, it's better for the player. That's the only thing different here. Is it's better for the player. The fans' problem is they keep buying into what the the voice of the program, who is the head coach, always is the voice of the program. He keeps hemming and hawing around about how bad it is because for the first time. In his career, he doesn't have all the power and all the
3: control. He had to have to work yeah. extra.
2: <laughs> that, yeah. That's a great point, Tim. They got to work at re-recruiting that same guy. So yeah, it's harder for them. So they're gonna get the violin and play it louder than they've ever played it way, before.
5: I, I, yeah, and by the way, for the money they make, yeah, uh, and the deals that they Come have, on. it ought to be harder yeah, than it yeah, is. Yeah, okay, it should be.
2: Tim, uh, your thoughts, and everybody has it, on, on what will happen with Aaron Rodgers. Um, I, I know from Fox's standpoint, they'd like to see him stay <laughs> with Green Bay. But, man, a strong possibility and certainly ownership with the Jets and Woody Johnson. And I did a couple of shows in New York, and they would brought it up to me. Hey, uh, it ain't Robert Sala running this team. It, it's not Joe Douglas. Woody Johnson wants... Aaron Rodgers here. Now Now the big question is, what will happen with Aaron? So I'm going to ask you, what do you think will uh, happen uh, with Aaron?
3: Well, well, uh, to elaborate, uh, Tim, what Mike was saying, can you imagine Aaron Rodgers in New York City, the Big Apple, if he could uh, bring – it's not the Giants. It's the freaking Jets. Mm -hmm. It's the Jets. Who hadn't won anything. Can you imagine if – not the tough AFC, if Aaron Rodgers – would bring a Super Bowl to New York for the Jets. It'd be the, the second coming of Joe Naaman magnified. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 well, how about the irony
5: of following the path of Brett Favre? Yeah. yeah. Right, right. How about that? Right. How about that? So, uh, they would only have one commonality. Well, two commonalities. <laughs> they both played for Green Bay. They both were disgruntled when they left. And they both went to the stinking Jet. Jets when they left. Yeah. Um, so. But but here's the other thing about about this, uh, fellas, that you do have to take into consideration. I don't know. Uh, now, um, look, that, that organization is going to do whatever it wants to do. Correct. But I can guarantee you the people on Madison Avenue, the people at the NFL offices are like, please, 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 Aaron, stay in Green Bay, okay? We don't need that kind of, um, of, of personality <laughs> and someone that will speak so candidly about what's wrong with our game in New York City, okay? We'd prefer right. you stay in Green Bay, okay? <laughs> because, you know, Aaron is going to say and think whatever, and, and he's going to say it. Yep. I mean, he he shoots from the hip all the time. I think it would be very interesting. Uh, you know, the daytime debate shows on cable would have a field day oh my God. with Aaron Rodgers yeah. in New York. But I do think that the interests of the league always comes into play when these factors and these things pop up okay they do they absolutely do and if you don't think that this is something goodell uh is always thinking about think again i mean he always is the one thing the league loves now though and and jerry jones said this at our seminar last year we we because i occasionally do some nfl games um when our college season is over from time to time as a matter of fact the last one i did was uh in Tampa going his going 30 for 30 with his last pick six against the Falcons uh, on the final week of the year. Yeah. That was the last game I called uh, in the NFL. But I remember Jones saying that um, this was uh, what what the league loves is the drama that and that's that's what keeps the 365 24 7 conversation going and Rodgers provides you know, a lot of drama. It I mean, does. he really does. Even in Green Bay. I mean, where yeah. – where, I mean, I remember also Archie saying this to me, Mike, and you, you'll you appreciate this. You know, with the two kids with, with with Eli and Peyton, it was so much better, really, for Eli to play in New York rather than Peyton. because I can Peyton believe that. Would, but Peyton would have made all kinds of headlines, yep. would have said whatever he wanted to say, and probably from time to time rub some people in the media the wrong way. I mean, always outspoken. All right. And Eli just kind of an all shucks approach, keeps a low key, always takes the classy uh, you know, step. And not that not that Peyton doesn't have class, but Peyton's gonna speak his mind. Right. And a gun player gets in trouble in New York when they speak their mind. And and so he was right about that. Uh certain guys are gonna fit in certain markets a lot better. Yeah. Rodgers, in my mind, is a media disaster waiting to happen, okay, for the league. Well, uh, but, yeah. if, if you're what, but if you're if you're the Jets and you're going to offer him this, why wouldn't you go there? You know, why wouldn't
3: you? Well, well uh, Tim, you look at supply and demand, not enough quarterbacks. You look at the roster. You talk about the Jets' uh, young roster. But how about uh, with the Dolphins? I'll, I'll look at Miami and, and their owner, uh, Stephen Ross. I mean, he's getting Mm -hmm. up in age. He wants to win. And I I think with two and all the concussions, how can you go in that direction? So you look at like, uh, even if it was a Tom Brady, uh, people think Tom Brady's retired. I don't know if he's really retired. Man, off that interview with Colin, he would never say it. So wait, to me, they got to have another season and then he's truly retired. Well, whether they would be well, going back to the Bay Area in San Mateo where he grew up with the 49ers Or and Miami. Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, to me yeah. That, that that's that that's not uh, too far fetched when you think about that. Yeah. And well, and now now well, I bring up the 49ers Tim It's like what uh, who argue was argues with the 49ers roster? What did they always say? I don't know, who's the quarterback? I mean, that's mm-hmm. other than that they might say like well but yeah. They most everything we'll else. Right.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let me say this from a um, – uh, and, and this is just a, a thought that comes to my mind as it relates to the business we're in. Now, look, he, he'll, he'll make a guaranteed – what is it, $37 million annually from Fox yep. uh, by doing by doing television in the booth, but he's already said he's not going to come until 24. Right. He's not going to step into the booth in 23 uh, with my friend Kevin Burkhart, so Greg Olson stays in the booth. Greg Olson had the greatest year a broadcast analyst could possibly he have. He was awesome. Uh, he was
2: really good, Tim.
5: I agree. He had an him. unbelievable, yeah, an unbelievable Super Bowl. Uh, uh, he he doesn't make a, a, a third of what Tony Romo makes, and he broadcasts circles around the guy uh, in the NFC Championship game. Just compare the the work. All you have to do is look at it. It's it's simple. Uh, I I would I would think that Tom Brady by suggesting he wants to. Uh, take a year, maybe uh, use it to uh, get get himself prepared so he can hit the ground running. One thing I don't I don't doubt about Tom Brady. If he knows he wants to do television, he wants to be absolutely the best that he can be because he's always had that mindset. No matter what the job and task at hand was, he saw a young Greg Olson go out there and absolutely hit a grand slam home run. So maybe he th- maybe he does think he needs that year to to, uh, take a look at the infrastructure of a booth and know what it's like. You know, to to understand the choreography that takes place because it's not easy to to call a game as an analyst for the first time. It's not. Most guys that you see come up through the the ranks have been working the number three game or the number two game, and they they work their, their way up. That's not happening anymore. Big names are being hired, and they put them right on the biggest shows, and if they fail... It's 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 there for everyone to see, so I do think that the possibility exists that Tom could say, "Gosh, I've got all this content." You know, he has his own company, just like Peyton. Uh, that, that he can produce all the different content that he wants uh, for for Fox or anybody else, and uh, then take the time to, to maybe play some football again, or use the time uh, to prepare himself to uh, right. to join us uh, in twenty four. But but because he decided, fellas, to wait, the door is open for San Francisco. The door is open for those other you can't just the uh, you can't just shut down those rumors. You can't. I, I think they exist for a reason. Right. They really do.
2: Timmy, uh you headed out, you're doing the Big East tournament that'll be on yeah, Fox and F S one. And so I yeah. think you traveling all day tomorrow. So um wish you the best on a on a great call. What do you think about who comes out of the big East? Tournament wise. Well,
5: I mean I think there are going to be five teams that come out of the Big East that have a chance to go all the way to the Final Four. I'll tell you that. I mean, right now, Marquette is legit. Yeah, that's what I like. Yeah, Yeah, UConn is also legit. Uh, Providence had a bad game last week that I had, but they're still very, very good. Uh, I don't think there's any question that Creighton is a team that if they get the right draw, can make it all the way to – Uh, The final four, there are at least five teams, I think, that have a chance. But as far as the tournament goes, look, Villanova (laughs) is one game over 500, but they just got their best guard back. And don't be shocked if Villanova were to win the Big East tournament and steal a bid from another conference somewhere, because that could happen. Uh, They've been carrying the banner for a long time, and they're accustomed to winning this time of year. But I'll say this, guys, once I'm done, with the Big East, and I come home, I'm chasing grandbabies and golf balls, and I let those young guys, you know, do four games in a day after I've done my five in two days. Well,
3: well, well, you know, Tim, before we let you run, because I know you're on top of this, uh, we always talk about Alabama football. What about right. Alabama basketball? Where they're at? And now this is old school uh, because mm-hmm. uh, we're talking about five slam and jammer, Houston Mr. Cougars.
5: Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're an unbelievably talented team, but I think the situation that they allowed, and when I say they, I mean the president of the university, I mean the administration led by an AD who I think a lot of, Greg Byrne. I've known him since he was a kid. His father, Bill, was a great athletic director at A&M and prior to that in Oregon. But they, they really did not do that kid uh, a great service by keeping th- that situation uh, isolated and away from the media for a period of four to five weeks. Everywhere he goes, and as those games go into the tournament and those games get bigger, the media circus is going to get stronger about the story revolving around the, the, the death of a human being uh, and, uh, and his teammate that uh, reportedly yeah, Alabama, he, uh, yeah. he delivered the gun to. That, that's going to be a – talk about drama, okay? the The subplot to Alabama's run – who, by the way, could win it all. They're they're good enough to win the whole thing. I, I'm picking Houston. I think Kelvin Sampson's team uh, for the American Conference is the best defensive team I've seen. Uh, my final four right now without a bracket would be Houston, UCLA. Uh, I think that Bruins team is really, really good, and they play defense, too. Uh, and I also like Purdue to finally crack the code, get Matt Painter in, and uh, – and the other well, team that I love is that of the Big East. I think UConn has well, got arguably uh, the best starting five in college basketball. Well, so well, well yeah, uh, four teams.
3: Well, you know, Tim, you just peak, uh I don't know. Uh, you and I are old school. We break it down. And you talk about the Alabama uh, uh, scenario situation that they're in uh, when you're dealing with gun violence or uh, what could come about. Uh, with that. I mean, I don't know. I don't remember like old school. It seemed like that was never the case that I look at Jai Morant uh, with the Memphis Grizzlies. Right. So is that just a day and age we live in or what? It is.
5: I mean, I you should
3: be shocked. Yeah. When people say, When
5: people say, and I hear this a lot, as you can imagine, because I travel all across the country, and especially in uh, in left-leaning states, which much of the Big East is, and a lot of the Pac-12 is, they'll say to me, uh, so, is it okay to be packing heat on campus in that state. And I'm like, where have you been? I mean, there are players that pack heat playing everywhere at every level in all cities all around the country. It's been that way for a long, long time. So let's stay away from the harsh stereotyping of certain sectors of the country and particularly those that believe in the Second Amendment.
2: Tim, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. And, hey, we'll be watching you on the Big East Tournament on Fox and FS1 over the next few days. I know you got a travel day, but then after that, five-in-one shot.
5: All right, Tim, thank you, man. <laughs> thank you, Timmy. got it, fellas. Good to be with you.
2: Thanks so much. Tim Brando from Fox Sports. Uh, college football, pro football, college basketball—man, he he can do it, and he's a he's a solid golfer too. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big Eight Seventy. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big Eight Seventy. We went a little bit long with Tim Brando from Fox Sports. Certainly appreciate him giving his insights on the Saints and Derek Carr. We'll come right back with more sports talk here on the Big Eight Seventy right after this break. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big Eight Seventy. Mike you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Abair. We're going to go back to our Oakwyn Talk talking text line, James and you all and James in the huddle with Bobby and Mike
6: hey, hey guys listen um you know I, I think I'm as happy just by everyone else with cars signing but to be realistic and I'm always trying to be that way with you guys yeah right sure. I think it's I, I think it's all going to come down to what I think a lot of people are not talking about but Nielsen went to Atlanta and if we don't fix that offensive line we get swept I mean, we we got to fix that line. It's not, it's I agree just, with I just, you. I mean, totally. We got We got to fix that line. And I, and I I want Mike. I know you like Mark from South from the from the Dakotas, North Dakota, I think it is. I saw him at the combine. You know, I like him, and I also like the, the kid well. from Hammond with Florida. We can sign those two because you know he, he's a lot like well. he's a lot like Drew from the standpoint. You got to protect the middle.
2: Well, that's where your pressure is coming at now. Inside, not necessarily always off the edge. And I like Cody inside better uh, than on
3: tackle. uh, we've been so spoiled. (laughs) Yeah. When you think of like Carl Nix, Jari Evans, uh, Max Unger, even going back, uh, we've always had a stud center. And then you look you at like oh, when you okay yeah you got to get back to that. Well, they've tried. The reason why I said they've tried. Now you got to pick the right players. You look at the whole NFL. The Saints have been pretty damn good in the draft. You're not going to hit on everything. This is why I, I say when people say we got to get the offensive line better, I don't know. They're trying to pick the right player. I'm looking at the team has invested. Uh, look, the, and with four uh former first rounders and a second round up front. So and listen. you gave up a first to get the second. So, so wait, so wait. Listen, we we drafted four first rounders. Now you might say, oh, well, that didn't work out. That didn't work out, and then and, and then a, a second rounder. So it's not like we're not trying to get the offensive line better and be consistent year in year out. You understand what I'm saying, James?
6: Yeah. Well, what I'm saying to you, Bobby, is and I agree with everything you're saying. Is I like Nielsen. I, I don't I don't like saying it, but I like Nielsen a hell of a lot better than our head coach. And I think. He's going to make our offensive line. If we leave, if we if we roll out the same guys that we got right now, then we getting smashed. We got to do better at the offensive line. So you,
3: and, and and so and James, so bad. James, I, I still so, don't think we got left out. Hey, so you're telling me that you think Ryan Nielsen, uh, now with Atlanta, uh, with Atlanta Falcons defensive coordinator, he got
6: seventy million dollars to play with. He got seventy million dollars to play with. They want they want veterans on the defensive side. They're already looking at Mac that just that's gonna get cut by San Diego or whatever. They want An even though Arumata is more leaning toward the Bucks. They want uh, they want Clowney, they're gonna get clowny, I think. They're gonna get Bates the safety. Uh the kid from the kid from uh uh the Minnesota, the Vikings, the, the linebacker they just cut, they're gonna want him. Um uh, but I think well, one other thing I like is to see us do. Is pick up the kicker. You want competition? Pick up the kicker that San Francisco's letting
3: go. Well, well, the only thing I, the only thing I can tell you, James, is that uh, we got Derek Carr and they got Desmond Ritter. Uh, I don't now care for how long. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now, if Lamar, well, happens, if Lamar Jackson, then all bets in, are off with Atlanta, Yeah, that's a different story.
2: We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big Eight Seventy right after this news break. <sighs>